Welcome back to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to chat with you again about incredible musicians and how you can support them. This week features Shar of Little Prince, who is based out of Brooklyn, New York. Shar is a very strong and badass advocate of body positivity, is strongly against street harassment, and shares my love of cats. We talk about all of this and more in our interview. First, I mentioned several episodes ago about my feelings on Warp Tour, and I think we're due for an update. I recently volunteered with the nonprofit Safer Scenes at their table during the St. Petersburg stop of Warp Tour. Shout out to Autumn and Kira for making that happen. All day long, I was helping hand out free stickers and educational materials on bystander intervention when a person in a crowd or show space is being harassed or worse, assaulted. We spent the day talking about prevention and what anyone can do to de-escalate a stressful and scary situation without resorting to violence. I find this more important than ever after the behavior of the Dickies on the same warp tour, who verbally assaulted a member of the crowd for carrying a protest sign during their set. The sign simply said to not be predatory toward children, and instead it was responded with misogyny and threats of sexual assault and violence. The responses have been unsettling. Kevin Lyman painted a weak picture of kicking the band off tour when it was really their last day before departing on another tour. The lead vocalist of another band, Falling in Reverse, echoed the Dickey sentiment on Twitter. Generally, older male punks of the 80s ward up to young Dickies fans, blamed women and femmes for being weak, that punk rock was controversial and offensive, and if that's not okay, then we are not punk rock, and we need to get out. Hold on. Aren't we more punk rock than you to stir controversy and offend you with our demands of safe, accessible spaces to experience music? And why is it that so many cisgender white men demand that exclusivity to violence in the name of being outcasts, misfits, and weirdos? The thing is, that mentality of violence does not belong on a stage or a crowd. It belongs in prison for rape, for assault, for abuse, and for being an accessory to incite violence. There is nothing more punk rock than standing against a system, and one of the most powerful and invasive ones is the patriarchy. Punk is founded on rebellion, and like all genres, has a dark side, but the overall overtone of punk has always been to push back against oppressors. And I like to think that the majority of punks understand that sexism and racism and homophobia are all enemies of freedom. Punks have always lusted for freedom of expression and choice, but even so, this has to apply across all gender, sexual, racial, and religious identities for it to be the most pure and true punk. The real punks are bands like War on Women and Bad Cop, Bad Cop, who, by the way, stole my entire Warped Tour experience. It meant the world to me to scream along to songs like Swagger with War on Women and thrash my way through songs off Bad Cop, Bad Cop's new record. I'm grateful for these people who are unapologetically discussing issues like access to birth control, the wage gap, and social injustices. I walked away feeling empowered for the first time after a Warped Tour experience, after hearing Municipal Waste and Anti-Flag stand as genuine allies musically and personally. Unity in the face of adversity is real punk. Giving a fuck is real punk. Offending oppressors? That's the best kind of punk. And I'm grateful that Warped Tour is finally being schooled by the real punks. So, if our need for safer shows offends you, maybe you're the one who isn't a real punk. Thanks for listening to my thoughts on the treatment of women, femmes, queer identities, and other people impacted by violence in music. Support organizations like Safer Scenes and A Voice for the Innocent online or on the Warped Tour stops. 
Check the show notes for more information about these organizations and how you can make a difference. Now I'm going to turn it over to my guest, Shar of Little Prince. I'm sure you're going to enjoy all the catchy tunes and Shar's thoughts on making music. Formed and how you first became involved with the band? Sure. Um, Little Prince formed um, in October, I guess it's 2017, so I think October 2015. Okay. And um, our former bassist, Riley, had posted something on Facebook looking to start a band and wanting to rent out practice space at the sweatshop in Brooklyn. So there was this big email thread, and Hudson and I were part of it. So the first initial practices were Riley Hudson and I, and we were having a lot of fun, and then we were looking for a drummer, and Riley had posted on a Riot Girl group, and Nikki reached out to us, and then Nikki joined the band. That's awesome. (laughs) That's cool how everybody kind of came together that, that well and everything. Um, So when did you first become involved in music? Tell me about your path and your story of how you ended up becoming a musician. Yeah, so um, I had been like a huge fan of music ever since I could remember. I was started dance classes when I was three, and then like as I was growing up, I tried like every different kind of instrument. Like I tried guitar, I tried drums, I tried clarinet, and then none of them really stuck, and I really liked singing, but I was really shy. Um, Then throughout high school, I started going to punk shows, and I really enjoyed it, and I kept trying to, like, start a band, and I'd be in a band for a couple days, and then it didn't (laughs) Then we'd find something else to do. So I just kind of was like, oh, that's a bummer. I guess I'll never be in a band. (laughs) And then when Riley posted that, I was like, let me just try it, and it ended up being a lot of fun. That's awesome. I've been doing it since. Yeah, how did you kind of find your confidence? You mentioned that, you know, you weren't as confident about singing at first, and then you eventually kind of built up to that, to where you're now in a band singing. Yeah, I guess um, I had done, like, I played roller derby a few years before that. Oh, wow. And um, I guess I was, like, when I was younger, I was maybe self-conscious of, like, my body image, and um, doing roller derby, yeah, and then looking more on like the internet and like kind of finding out more about like body positivity, just kind of helped me become more confident in myself. And then like 
Indian roller derby and like pushing my body to its physical limit and kind of looking at a different perspective of it kind of helped me get more confidence that I was like, you know what? I can do this and I want to do this. <laughs> what a badass way to find your confidence too. I mean, roller derby yeah. is supposed to be one of not only a very great physical activity, but finding out that that's where you built up confidence is incredible to me. Yeah, it was it was a really great it was a really really great experience. Well, that's great. Can now you mentioned that you kind of grew up on punk shows also and doing that. Who were the first bands that you were seeing and that kind of started to inspire you to either start a band at that point? Um, the first punk show, I'm like using quotes, <laughs> um, that I went to was Good Charlotte and MXPX. Fun. In eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I went and it was like at, um, the place closed down, but it was like at like this really small place. It was before they were kind of famous. And it was, I think, like $8 to go, which at first I was like, oh my God, like, that was awesome to me that it was like inexpensive and then um there were just all of these people so into the music and everyone was so friendly and like talking and then from there and then I got a bunch of flyers at that show and was like I'm going would like map out every month all the different punk shows in the area I'd go to so it was a lot of fun growing up in like a thriving kind of scene and what area was that um I grew up in Long Island oh awesome so you were in the center yeah. of a lot of really great like punk and pop punk yeah then. Who were the first bands that really kind of started to really catch your ear as far as, like, you know, you mentioned, like, Riot Girl and women in music in particular? Yeah, um, so I started listening to a lot of Bikini Kill, a lot of Bratmobile, um, Sleater Kinney, and then kind of just went from there, and then I kind of noticed that, like, all of, like, little by little, every music that I started listening to had, like, you know, more diverse artists, so it was cool. That's great. And then it was fun to get into music that was more political and more about something. The pop punk I loved, and I still love and listen to a lot of it, but it was kind of interesting for me to finally hear, like, my political views and music and all kind of mesh together. Well, it's cool because, like, I feel like once you start to find a voice that is similar to yours in music, you kind of start to find your own creativity coming forward at that point. Exactly, yeah. It probably felt good to have, like, that sort of representation, and it's like, oh, if they can do that, I can do that kind of feeling as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's so cool. I'm, I'm glad that you kind of were able to find all of that and such, and, you know, I'm sure some of this has also influenced some of your songwriting, too. Um, at that point, you know, was there a moment where you kind of heard a song and then was like, I want to write something like this, or can you kind of describe that? Yeah, I guess, um, I guess I started, I would listen to, like, songs over and over again, and I found myself, like, daydreaming, like, the Bikini Kill, like, the song Capri Pants that they have, mm-hmm. I'd find myself daydreaming, like, myself in the band, and I remember I was super stoked when Latigra's documentary came out oh, on yeah. Netflix, I went to a friend's house and watched it, and every time I would watch them, I'd be, like, in awe, just thinking, oh, my God, <laughs> hopefully one day I can do this. Um, and then I went to see them with Gravy Train, and then I was like, that's it. It has to happen 
to be so satisfying, like, the day that you started performing, you know, of course, yeah. especially with Little Prince and such. Um, you know, where did that name Little Prince come from, exactly? Little Prince actually, well, we shortly, like, we quickly realized when we were practicing that we were, um, big cat fans. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, we would, a lot of the, you know, getting to know each other talk would be us gushing about our cats. So we were trying to think of a combo name with Hudson and I's cat, and then my cat, I have two cats, one Little Cookie and Little Prince, and then Little Prince stuck. I love it. That's the, that's the best name. And then to find out that there are, of course, cats involved always is exciting, by the way. Oh, Thank hang on. you. But, yeah, I mean, it seems like the love of the cats is very strong in this band, especially yes. with, uh, first of all, cat power. Nikki is allergic to cats, so, but that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you can still love cats from a distance. Oh, wow. And um, Jay joined the band, and then they have an adorable dog. So <laughs> All the fur babies are acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Well, I mean, the cat power is still there, clearly, since you have yeah, the song yeah. called Cat Power. Can you talk yeah. about writing that one? I'm sorry? Can you write about, can you talk about writing that song, Cat Power? Um, well, Hudson had wrote it, and then um, they, we were, it was like, they brought it to practice, and then we had sang it together, and then I just wrote, like, the quick little verse that I do. Um, I'm obsessed with the show 90210. Nice. So, um, I, like, watched, like, every season, <laughs> and I kept, like, I kind of wanted this, I, like, kind of like when um, songs have pop culture references, so um, I found a way to incorporate 90210 in all my cats. <laughs> I love it. And then for a while, though, um, we just kind of, like, had the chorus, and we didn't have, so we would kind of go meow, meow, meow when we were, like, in the process of writing it, <laughs> and, and when we couldn't think of words, um, and then meow, meow, meow just kind of became part of the song, because it was really fitting. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be so much fun at a show to be able to have that part going. Does the crowd react yeah, to that? I don't know about you, but if I was a performer and I was meowing at somebody, that would just make, that would make my life if they were meowing back, so. <laughs> I wish all the meows back to you. Thank you! <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, a lot of the songs that you write are very strong in that sense, too. I think of songs like Why and then, like, Fuck You and all this stuff. Uh -huh. Can you talk about writing those songs specifically? Sure. Um, Hudson had wrote Why, and that's actually the first song that we did as a band, so mm -hmm. that kind of had, like, a special place. <laughs> it was the first song that, like, kind of came together was Why, and then Fuck You was the first song that we had wrote as a band, so, um, yeah, Fuck You just came out of, like, getting frustrated and angry about how... I was treated by, you know, like, street harassers and just kind of me trying to fight back and getting flustered and kind of, like, finding a way to deal with um, how I was feeling about it. 
It's funny because I actually just had to listen to that song again recently because um, I got harassed in a parking lot over the weekend. Lucky me. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It was really creepy because these guys basically, like, blocked my car and were just, like, um, they just pretty much just said, hey, pretty lady, uh, you got a boyfriend. And, like, I didn't even let them go any further than that. I was just, I looked them, like, dead in the eyes and I was just, like, I just wanted to get to my car, please. And they couldn't even say anything at that point. Yeah. And then the one guy finally backed away, closed his car door, and let me to my car. And I'm, like, thank you. Have a nice day. And I'm, like... I was so scared because I didn't know what the hell these two random men were going to do to me. Yeah, so. yeah, of course. It's really scary. It like, is. I remember at certain points I was, like, trying to find different ways to get to work, and, like, it was just get, like, and then, you know, some a lot of times, like, if you, like, I'm awesome, that's great that it worked out for you that they stopped bothering you when you said something, but yeah, like, when you would say something, it would be like, if you say something, then it's like... Oh, well, you're nasty. Anyway, like, fuck you. It's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, they get really aggressive. Even more definitely one of the more mild experiences that I've ever had but like they get so personal they attack you physically and they really degrade whatever they can find at a glance and I think that's the worst part I'm sorry I didn't hear you oh no that's okay um basically that you know I think the worst part is they kind of just find what they can at a glance and degrade you yeah Yeah, well, that song really helps. It really does. Because at that point, it's kind of like, okay, you're building back up my sense of strength and positivity. You know, like, you know, I can do this. You know, like, literally, fuck you to street harassers. We've got this. I know that, like, Char and Little Prince have got my back now. (laughs) They get it. (laughs) It's much appreciated. It's, it's amazing, and, like, you know, I think that that kind of body positivity that you kind of project a lot in your music and such, that's going to make such a difference for so many people as they get exposed to your music. It's, it's incredible. Oh, well, that's really, thank you so much for saying that. That's great to hear. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so what, you know, I talked a lot about the songs that I liked, of course, but what were your favorite songs to kind of write, hear, or even perform? so much fun to experience. So, right now, your band's kind of playing, of course, along along the lines of, like, Brooklyn and such. Um, How do you feel about your local scene? Can you talk about that? Yeah, um, it's been, yeah, it's, 
like when we we played Punk Island last weekend, and I kind of like was naive to how shows happened and everything, but it was just really cool because there were benefit. It's a big festival on Randall's Island, and there's seven stages, and then each person who runs the stage has to pay for that entire thing, and they usually fundraise like doing different shows all year and. Um, they have different, you know, like, tip buckets or buckets going around at other shows, so it's been really cool to just see that, like, the DIY scene is still thriving, and there's still so many people that are so involved. That's awesome. I love the idea of, you know, building something together as a scene, being able yeah. to, like, you know, expose each other. Yes, exactly. So, I had no, I just kind of was, like, a little more naive to it, I guess, before I was in Little Friends. Um, but it's just really, and then just really awesome to see so many bandmates and people that are into music, like, supporting each other, and, yeah, so, it's been a really positive experience. It sounds like it, and, you know, I think the cool part is you get exposed to a lot of different styles of music also within DIY and such, and... Yeah. Your genre that you kind of subscribe to, and I'm, of course, it's kind of hard to pinpoint, of course, because uh, your, your band is so creative in its energy, and it's hard to kind of figure out where you are, but um, some of the descriptors, of course, I saw on your band camp are things like, you know, I love Cuddlecore, first of all. <laughs> the Riot Girl is great, and then Queercore. Can you tell me yeah. kind of why your band settled on these descriptors, and maybe, you know, why they stand out to you? like so much diversity within your band and I feel like with not only does it show in the sense of like the lineup but as in the music too I feel like every song is very special and unique in that sense so it's kind of fun because I think different like everybody's like interests and personality kind of shines through through different moments of different songs so yeah, it's. I think that the best bands do that, and I definitely can sense that big time in Little Prince, so, um, yeah. Another question for you that is always fun is, if you could pick a band, dead or alive, to play with, who would it be? much fun though like
you know, those are those are the fun moments during a show too. Is whenever everybody just suddenly starts collabing and shit. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the idea of that. It just sounds magical to me. So I'm going to send all the positive vibes to you to be able to play with Hanson. Gravy Train sounds amazing. (laughs) So, you know, with that being said, I'd like to find out from you, of course, like any goals that you have as a band with Little Prince or anything that you have as a musician. I'm definitely excited to hear more music and stuff from you all. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, those are the goals for them, but it's gone, like, you know, it's just been more fun than, like, as I said, I always wanted to be more involved firsthand in music besides just being a spectator, so it's just been more fun than I could have imagined, like, having the opportunity to speak to you and um, playing, it's just been great. Well, it sounds awesome. Well, I'm definitely wishing for more of that for you because I'm super stoked on everything that you are doing as a band and the messaging that you have as a person. So this is amazing. <laughs> so where can everybody keep up with all things um, Little Prince online? Sure. Uh, well, we're on Bandcamp, littleprincebk.bandcamp.com, and then we're on Facebook as well. Awesome. Everybody make sure that you look, check out Little Prince they are awesome. Shar is awesome. Keep up. Bandcamp with new ways to keep up with the band on social media. 
Speaking of keeping up, I hope you'll follow me too. Find all things Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Angry Girl Music. Leave me a review on iTunes and tell me what you think. Until next time, send me some new tunes and your thoughts. I love my cat. He is the best. No other cat can pass a test. He lays in bed. Almost looks dead. But I know he's alive. By the look in his eyes, he wakes me up. 3am, but I can't be mad, cause he brought a friend. There's nothing better than my cat, he takes all my crap. No unconditional love, like that pile of